What up, Snapback fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, we discuss the Myers-Leonard situation. We give our bold predictions for the second half of the NBA season and talk about what we want our significant others to really know sports. On the back half, we talk about Dak's new big contract, our favorite parts of March Madness in the latest ranked, and of course, we hear from our boy Eagleson. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select... Lamar Jackson. I'm a rave. He's on. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! A collapse! Oh! Blocked by James! Auburn's gonna win the football game! Auburn's gonna win the football game! For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant put the jumper. What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? Let's go, baby. Let's just clap it up for a sec. Do me a favor, clap it up with me, Jack. What are we clapping for? The weather's breaking. The vibes are good. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? Of course. Okay, so that there was actually, it's funny you say that. That was one of those movies that's like, you know, everyone's like talking about famous movies and you're like, Wait, I didn't say actually haven't, what's funny. No, but listen, I'm talking about Wolf of Wall Street. Listen, you were like, of course, Wolf of Wall Street was that one movie that I saw way too late where everyone would always give me shit for and be like, you ever dream Wolf of Wall Street? That like throw up everywhere. Um, but amazing movie. My point was, I'm excited for this episode. I'm excited for this week. Nice weather on the East Coast. And I was going to start with a. Oh, oh. Oh, and the NBA starts. What did you do? Just have dinner and pre-workout before this podcast? <laughs> you tell me every time. Bring the energy tonight, and I'm bringing the energy, and you're not get throwing it back. Well, I mean, we set up the show, and the start of the show is like this extremely dark, like so long. Let's live up to it. It's not long. It's not dark at all. It's actually the opposite of dark. Myers Leonard, my guy. Well, now it gets dark. That's what I was talking about. That's oh, what I'm I saying. You were referring to my introduction. I no, guess, no, no, you're, I guess no, I, I knew that we were starting with that. That's what I, I was came saying. in yeah. pretty hype. Um, yeah. Myers Leonard. So today I spoke with Josh Dobbs. We had him on the podcast a while back, um, right around the time where the NBA players were in the bubble and boycotted the um, the playoffs amidst the George Floyd, I believe it was. Um, and we talked about we talked to him like about his experiences dealing with um, social injustices and police brutality. Um, this is a little bit different. It's, it's along the same lines, but the basis of our conversation today was it's just a continuation of what we talked about. The more that we continue to educate each other, like you saw Julian Edelman reach out to Myers Leonard, like he did to Sean Jackson, the more we continue to listen to hear people who you can't necessarily relate to and that's why you're ignorant to the meaning of certain things that you say um we just discussed the importance of just continuing to have uncomfortable conversations with people that you people that you love people that you don't love people that you don't know it could be a scary thing to have a a conversation about such heated topics with people that you don't know but like we said, you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable and just continue to have those conversations. Um, I'm not going to necessarily get into how the Myers Leonard whole thing made me feel personally. I just wanted to use this however many seconds or minutes as just a 
to reemphasize, and if you haven't seen it, the videos on my Instagram profile, the conversation that we had with Josh Jobs about the importance of educating each other, listening to one another, having uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations, and asking the right questions. Yeah, and so one thing that I think has been lost in all of this, because you've got like all these different opinions and conversations around this is like what he said, whether he, you know, knew the word or understood the word was wrong. Like, I think that's gotten blown out of proportion. Like people are starting to fight that what he said was wrong. So let's just establish that. Like yeah, forget no... even the meaning of the word. And if you don't even think it shouldn't affect, like, I, I, I don't take that word personally. I'm a Jewish person, but that doesn't mean I don't understand the history and its roots behind the word and how it affects other people. And not even what he said specifically, but the connotation around it. He was playing in a video game and he was very mad. And his mind directly, it, he was expressing something of negative connotation. His mind directly went to that word. And I think that's where, the that's the biggest problem I have with it. It's that he had negative thoughts in his head and that's the word that popped in. It doesn't necessarily affect me, the exact meaning of the word, but the way he used it and came across and... I don't even want to get into his apology. That's a whole different story, but it kind of just reasserted that fact of ignorance. Yeah. yeah. So, so number one, what he did was wrong and was bad. I think that needs to be established. Number two, I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I tweeted that out, but let's also establish a line between there. It's your, your freedom of speech in this country, but there are still consequences for shit you do for your actions so meaning maybe he shouldn't be canceled for his entire career for this but there are still consequences if i did that if i tweeted some really bad stuff while i was employed or abe did it right now we would be fired right like there's no hesitation it, it's not worth it athletes tend to have maybe better second chances i don't know what it is with that because he's not a pivotal player right on the team so maybe there would be an easier way to get rid of him i'm not rooting for him to get cut from the team, even though that was my initial reaction was like Deshaun Jackson, nothing happened to him. He clearly did not follow through with anything he said he was going to do this second chance. While it's not the same person, it's like, you saw what happened. You should know. So, so let's just establish there can still be consequences for, for sure. your actions, even with freedom of speech. So sure. that, that's that. Um, but yeah, the, the takeaway from this is like at the end of the day, the best thing that can happen is more people because I've had people reach out that said, I didn't even know what that word was. I didn't even know what that meant. So educate on that, learn about that. And I'm going to try to hold Myers Leonard to hopefully a standard of he's going to prove right that he needs to go and do that. And I heard people saying like, well, you know, Deshaun Jackson wasn't held to that standard. We're talking about right now. What Djax has done since then has been embarrassing. Like he didn't do anything right. No one knows. And to say, then there's always the argument of, well, maybe he's doing stuff behind the scenes. Well, you actually have a public platform. Like you right. are a public that, profile. Exactly. So, so even if it's a PR thing and you need to show people that you learned and do it, like I'd rather you publicly announce that I went through this training, I went to Shabbat dinner, all that stuff, but to act like he didn't know what it meant, the apology, everything, it's just, he is not doing a great job. And he needs to really flip that switch or he's going to be labeled as that person forever. And even, and like you said, with the public platform that these guys have, and like you just talked about how, even if you're going to do it, just put up a front, right. Just to say you did it. Like 
we all love sports. We love these guys. We want to forgive these guys and want to see them get better. That's why we want to see that kind of stuff. If they're doing it behind closed doors, the common person who roots for these guys to do things that are not even important in life is we just want to see these guys get better as human beings because we want to enjoy them like we do on a daily basis because we want to get back to sports because it's an escape from all of this stuff. It's an escape from the hatred. But when it, when it all comes together, we want to see these guys better off the field so that we can see them on the field. Yeah. So Myers Leonard, uh, you know, get, get your shit together, brother, because uh, that's not cool. Not cool. What happened? So let's bring that energy back. I'm going to bring that energy back by uh, by going straight into my first bold prediction. For the second half of the NBA season? Yeah, so we are about to release our three bold predictions for the second half of the NBA season. My number one, energy is live. Excuse me? Huh? Oh, oh okay, that wasn't your number one. Go on. No, no, no. The Sixers will fall even further into the cute category. Hmm. And my okay. prediction on this is I think the Nets are going to rise. I think the Bucks are going to rise. And I think the Sixers are going to fall beautifully into that third in the East. They're contenders, but they're really pretenders. So that's my take is that the Sixers will be, they'll be in it. Like I'm not saying they're going to fall out of the playoff race or, or lose home court or even drop below the Celtics or anything. But I think, I think the hierarchy in the East is going to establish itself over the final 40. And I say we go Nets, Bucks, Sixers. Okay. Okay. No response. <laughs> no keep response. that energy. Well, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it on a similar um, wavelength. So my v- extremely, extremely bold prediction, like this is something you just say because you really don't expect it to happen. Yeah. So you're just like, if it happens, I seem like I'm right. So my extremely bold prediction for the second half of this. It <laughs> <laughs> can't keep a straight face. <sighs> my extremely bold prediction for the second half of this NBA season is that the Sixers will not win the East. So I'm just, obviously that's very far-fetched, right? We all agree that they probably <laughs> will. So I'm just saying that. So just in win case. The Eastern Conference finals or, or finals. finish one in the East? Finals. That's like, your bold like, prediction. Yeah, that they somehow, I know we all are in agreement that they will. Got they'll it. somehow. So I guess we're on the same page. The Sixers fall short um, of expectations. Definitely. But as of right now, I think that we can all, shake hands and walk away knowing the Sixers are probably going to win the East. So if that's the case, I'll just snake it and go with my second. Okay. Cool. Um, my second bold prediction, the storyline, the feel good story of this second half season and their ability to turn around and, and the, the idea around these players, the Washington wizards are going to be one of the most improved teams and surprise a lot of people and go beyond the, the um, play in tournament. They might even win a playoff series. I don't know. Human I think the nature is amazing, man. Why is that? Because I was thinking about doing it too. And then I took a step back and I said, if I didn't see that graphic that said Russell Westbrook is Bradley Beal's favorite teammate, I'm probably not. Oh, gonna- wait. Oh my God. The best part about that quote was Bradley Beal said, you don't want to be his opponent. What? I'll be first in line, Brad. Everyone wants to play Russ. All right. Talk uh, to he is, everyone does. Everyone does say he's a good teammate and like yeah. everyone vouches for him, but I would love to play him. I don't know. They were clicking at the end of the first half. And I think, I mean, maybe that Bradley Beal quote's getting to my head. Maybe I do love Brad Beal and Russ Westbrook a lot. I just think that 
they turned their shit around. I think in the first half of the season, they were one of the biggest disappointments. And if you're talking with the Sixers, Nets, and Bucks, there's kind of a return to the mean, if you will, of where you kind of expect them to be. I think that's the Wizards because they fell really short of what we all expected. And I think they have a huge bounce back um, getting off after finishing the first half of the season hot. Yeah, my bet of the day. Shout out my bookie. Uh, Wizards plus three tonight. (laughs) So I'm with you um, against the Grizzlies, who I think is going to go the wrong direction. If I was not retired from gambling, um, I would ride that with you. I appreciate that. My second bold prediction is that I believe the Los Angeles Clippers are going to finish as the favorite and most dangerous team in the Western Conference. By an, by an acquisition or the team that they have right now? I think either. I think they could make an acquisition. I wasn't even thinking that. Now that you pointed out, that would probably help. But I think that this AD injury is going to linger. I think the Lakers... I'll handle the doctor stuff on the spot. Thank you very much. <laughs> Let me know when he's coming back. I gotcha. think this is going to linger. I think it's really going to push him down in the standings because the West is so competitive. <laughs> LeBron's shown he can't really carry that team without Anthony Davis. Um, the, the role players on the team, Montrez, is just gets schemed out of any important game because he's such a liability. Schroeder, he's an up-and-down guy. They're just not the same squad. They, they were defense first last year, which was amazing. This year, they're offense first. And in the NBA right now, everyone can score except like the, the Knicks and the Cavs. So that's you know one of their competitors. The Suns, I think, are solid. They're getting dangerously cute right now. I mean, obviously they're the second seed. Yeah. Um, And then the jazz, like, I'm not saying I want to be clear. I'm not saying the Clippers win the West. Uh, Sorry. I'm not saying they finish one in the West. I think the jazz may have enough of a head start, but I think a little regression on the jazz's part. And I think the Clippers go into the playoffs looking and favored to win the conference. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of getting their shit together at the end of this first half. And, I mean, the one thing with the Clippers is that everyone says they need a point guard. But, wait, I thought Pat Beverly was their point guard. They need a point guard. That's what that's <laughs> what the deal is. Pat Beverly. I don't hate him. He just sucks. No, I do hate him, actually. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, to sit here and say that a team from Los Angeles isn't going to be in the finals, I think would be ignorant. Nuggets. Yeah. Jazz. Suns. You want to come over, cuddle, and watch a movie? Like, come on. What are, what are we talking about here? Everyone is – do we finally get the LALA we've won for two years? That's what that's what I would want more than out. anything. It could happen in the right. second if round. The seating, yeah, if the seating works out. Um, all right, so you, we got a snake. What's your number right. one? My third. Not I number think, one, third. Yeah. My third is that I think the MVP conversation is going to drastically shift over the back half of the season i mean that aligns with your first take saying the sixers are going to that's great no all right so i'm not saying that Embiid will necessarily i mean if the sixers do what you say they will and end up the the three seed he won't win the mvp exactly so my belief is that for whatever reason and maybe maybe our guy kurt was right how much weight was just thrown into 30 games Right, like we're not. Isn't this how many games? Still half the year. We're playing seventy-two. I think we're a little. I think we're at over half fifty percent of the season. Are we? I thought we were under. Check that. Uh, I don't. I guess we're not. I guess no. I think the Knicks are nineteen and eighteen. So we're right about the half. Sixers are twenty-four and twelve. So exactly half. Right. All right. So we're only halfway through. Right. 
think about everything that's changed perception wise over the first half, right? Sixers, Embiid, LeBron, Dame. Like we still have uh, an entire second half to go. And as, as established as they made themselves in the first half, the same shit can happen over the second half. And you started to see players wake up. Giannis, Luca. We've talked about if Steph can carry that team to a top four seed, which it would take big runs. But I think if the Lakers go on the it wrong direction. It would take big acquisitions. Potentially, it could take a big acquisition. But we're coming out of the bubble. We're, get, we're gelling. Teams are going to go on runs. And with only half the season, now I'm going to say with only half, a 10-game you know, stretch where you go eight and two is extremely impactful. So I think, I think same thing with rookie of the year almost is we're going to see a lot of movement in that rookie ladder. LaMelo is going to win rookie of the year. That I'm, I'm I was going to, that, that was my prediction that I left out. I was going to say LaMelo won't win rookie of the year. Yeah. I was thinking about but it. But then I looked and he's minus 500. Yeah, no, he's, he's going to win the award, but like IQ it too on the rookie ladder, Halliburton, Edwards, Wiseman down at the bottom, Jay Sean, like there's going to be so much movement over the, and the playoffs, same thing. If you had caught, I mean, you haven't said your third one yet, but like, if like if it wasn't my own podcast, I'd probably say the Knicks missed the playoffs. Like it, like there's just so much tied in that middle ground that there's going to be so much movement over these last thirty six right. games. So uh, I think the MVP combo changes changes faces, changes names a little over the second half. You're grinning way too hard to to have this third one set up. No, I mean it's not. It has nothing to do with you or pandering or whatever, but. I mean, they say the NBA season doesn't start until after the All-Star break or the trade deadline. So I would never say that because my team's playing good ball right now. Right. Um, but hey, I mean, you could be right. My number one is that on Twitter, a rumor will surface. It'll pick up a little steam in regards to a player that the Boston Celtics are eyeing. And wait for it. Danny Ainge will actually trade for him. Really? They'll be I don't know. I don't know who it is. He's going to get bullied into making a deal. I don't know how good it is. He's going to get memed into making a trade. Danny Ainge is finally going to do it. Did you see the one today? Uh did you see the one Harden. today? He liked Harden. That uh, that he liked Harden way more than everyone thought. Me too. Me too, Danny. <laughs> no, We're everyone knew Jared, how much early, you liked James Early Harden. names, early names that I've seen floated around Boston are Kevin Love, are Andre Drummond, um are Nick Vucevic I don't know if there'll be a player of that caliber obviously Vucevic is the name that that goes no no that oh that Danny gets no no no, that's rumor oh no no, no. okay because a good pickup because a lot of the time it by the way the player could be that Sebastian Telfair is coming out of retirement and Danny Ainge saw him at an open gym Danny Ainge is going to do something that Twitter says he's going to do that's the bold prediction it's sad how bold that is, right? <laughs> yeah, it is really crazy. Um, it sounds like Beal and Levine are kind of stuck in their in their spots. Um, we'll have to update the people in a couple of weeks when the um, I posted today on Snapback. Legion Hoops was like uh, making graphics of players. Three Knicks in a row: Lonzo, Oladipo, and Terry Rozier, all in Knicks jersey swaps. We're looking like the freaking heat out there. Right oh, yeah, now. you guys are you guys are going to be good with those three leading your offense, and Mitch <laughs> and, and Julius. What the hell, Internet Graphic of the Week? I also posted this on Snapback Sports on Snapchat. The question was, fellas, listen <laughs> and listen before we actually go into this. Wait, is that Eagleson? Is that a prediction, or did that just happen? 
Well, Marcus Aldridge. Par- oh, no. Wow. Shams. Or Shams. Danny. LaMarcus. Danny Ainge. LaMarcus Aldridge has mutually agreed to part ways with the Spurs. Yeah. Coach Greg Danny Pop. Ainge. That's it. That's who it is. LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be a Boston Celtic. That's who it is. The Spurs are playing great basketball. I'm kind of surprised by this. I assume he's out of the rotation. I'm not aware. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, all right. Well. Eagleson, good job, buddy. Way to, way to stay. stay uh, good shit, Eagleson. We in. need that. Anyways, what the hell, internet graphic. Question was posed. And shouts to our female audience. I have the analytics. It's small. So this question is actually framed towards the men. But would love to hear your opinion on this. Because I actually think a female viewpoint in the reverse. Like, do you l- want your male counterpart or gay straight whatever you like to do do you like your partner to enjoy sports we're going to talk about it as two heterosexuals no i don't think it was the i don't think it was to like sports it's to know sports to know right there's a big difference similar but but big difference whatever no there there's a girl that will go to you with a to you with you to a football game to have a beer and get the Instagram because they like to do that, but they'll do it every Sunday. That's mm-hmm. liking sports. Knowing sports is me That's telling true. me telling my girlfriend that the Spurs just parted away with LaMarcus Aldridge and her going, no way. That's what and knowing no, sports no. is. Knowing would be no way the Sixers should pick her up for spacing, right? Like that. that's true knowledge. Um, all right, so question. I'll let you start. Yeah, I'll let you me. start because you're deep in a four-year relationship. Um, she definitely doesn't know sports. <laughs> right. I was so about to start with that. Well, on the scale of one to 10 of knowing sports, I put her at a two, which is insane because of what I do for a living, right? Like, right. It, And that's it, the only reason. That's the only reason. Yeah. Is she, well, she did hang Would out. Would you like her. her to be at like a six? Like, like I'm talking you're at a, a Ravens game with her. And she blatantly screams like, that's a hold on a, on a maybe holding. Do you want her on that type of level? No, I really don't. I would, I would say let's name the players. I'll name the players in like a couple sports that I would like her to know, just so I know that like she has any clue about sports. Right. So like LeBron James, Steph Curry, like Luca and Giannis are like the net, the tier two of like, you know, you start to at least be aware. I'll tell you who I don't want my girlfriend knowing. Right. Devin Booker, <laughs> Ben Simmons. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want her knowing anything about Atlanta during the All-Star break. No All-Star weekend. Um, um, but I, I'm in total agreement with you. Like, I would, I, I would love for my significant other to enjoy sports, to be able to have a conversation with me. But if I have a, a significant other that we're at the point where something she says about sports, like a take that she truly means pisses me off. Right. That's where I draw the line. Like yeah, I, 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 I do so much of that bullshit with other people that I've been doing for years who I've started to value their opinion, even though I obviously think lesser of them, a la yourself. Um, but I don't need another one in my life. Not one that's also telling me that, I need to get off the couch on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like there has to be a happy medium. Like we, if we get in a fight or an argument, like we can get really heated and like we can probably hang up and the podcast is over and like, whatever, we'll be cool in like eight minutes. Right. 
I don't want to like go lay in bed with that person. No, absolutely not. Like it, it, they don't understand that it like becomes personal at a level. And, and that could be embarrassing to say, but we're, we host a sports podcast. That's just the reality of it. Like, I don't know. There's so much working in sports and doing this podcast. There's so much attention that I do need an escape from it, but there is a, there is a level to it. Like I, I don't want them like not wanting to go to a game. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like, like that's, that's where I draw the line at the bottom, honestly. Yeah. I did fantasy with Hallie this year and like, it was a cool relationship builder. You mean she had a, a league with her friends that you manage. Exactly. But she checked in on the score, but then like, okay, that's cool. Right. That that's cool. And she kind of learned through that, but like, she doesn't really care. You know, yeah, I, don't, I just don't need like, you know how like if you're driving home after a tough loss and you were at the game, like a Ravens game and you're like revisiting, you're like, dude, that wasn't P.I. Like, yeah. like, like, like there was a hold on that. Like, I don't need like my girlfriend feeling that emotion and like expressing that to me. And like, because I do need to pick me up. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I don't need other people like having those thoughts, like deep thoughts about a game, like and it affecting their emotions and like losing sleep over it. it like, do you it, understand how shook? Do you understand how shook I was for like days after the Kawhi Leonard shot? Like, if my significant other felt that same way, it's like, uh, well, I don't you're know. also insinuating. I'm embarrassed to support the same team. Oh well, that could be an issue as well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't want my girlfriend knowing what an RPO is. If she doesn't know what an RPO is, I feel like she can know. Could up you? To that could level. you date? Could you marry a woman who was a Steelers fan and knew what an RPO was? I could like argue with you. Yeah, that wouldn't be of interest to me. It would be fun at first, and then it just would. Be no, like- I'm saying. So, could you could you marry that person? No, no. Okay, we just don't good. see eye to eye here. <laughs> and if you're a Steelers fan, you, you don't just, know an RPO because your, just, your you're, val- your values are just different. Exactly. Exactly. That's part of falling in love. I agree. I agree. But they do say opposites attract. So consensus is no. I'm curious to hear what the fam says. And if you are in the slim percentage of our female listenership, come say what up. Let us know how there's a woman out there who is a fan of the Dallas Cowboys and is very excited about the DAC contract. Um, DM me and I'll take you out for dinner. We should probably talk about the DAC contract. Uh, We'll do that. We'll do that on the other side of the break. Last thing on this is there was a report and a release that uh, being a sports fan is actually positive for your mental health. No, it was the exact opposite. No. Oh, wait, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Let's just like, that's bullshit. Like, that's yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's just, what do the kids say? Cap? That's cap. That's, that's cap. cap. That's cap. All right, fam. We will be. Oh, I could right- do a segment called Cap of the Week. We could do that. We cap could get of the a week. hat sponsor. That would be very sweet. All right. We'll brainstorm it. Snapback fam, we will be right back. All right, fam, we are back. Dak contract talk. Dak Prescott signs a four-year, $160 million deal. If you are a day one listener, you know Abe has been begging, praying, rooting for Dak Prescott to get the big bucks from Dallas. But... He also was rooting for Carson Wentz, too, as well. So I think some... No, no, no. <laughs> I know I was because he was on the Eagles, but you can't say I didn't give up on Carson Wentz too late. You know what I mean? Like, I was out early. All I was going to say is, like, you can't really celebrate this one too early. 
Well, you say that because the Eagles suck, right? I'm just saying, like, and like our no, and I'm agreeing with you. The Eagles suck in our garbage franchise right now. But is that why you're saying I can't enjoy this because it's like irrelevant at this moment? Yeah, kind of. Right, and I can understand that. But at the same time, as much as I'm an Eagles fan as well as hater, no matter how good or bad the Eagles are, I hate the Cowboys. You know what I mean? So like them stacking up to the rest of the league is something I'm concerned about as well. Give or give a shit about the Eagles. I hate the Cowboys as well. So for that reason, my boy Dak, congratulations. Jerry Jones, I think he said something along the lines of every time I've overpaid for something, it's worked out. No, not even close, but I like the effort there. What he said? He was saying if there's, he's actually, you know, he's too egotistical to admit he's ever overpaid. He was making the statement, if there was ever to be a time I made a bad negotiation, I would hope it's for Dak Prescott because I love Dak, essentially. Oh, very well, why didn't Why didn't you do this deal? A mu- like, he got all the years he wanted. That's cat. He got <laughs> That's all- literally cat. <laughs> he got all the money he wanted. Like, this is the deal that Dak wanted over a year ago, and yeah. you just gave it to him now. So that's just blatant lie by Jerry Jones. But Dak Prescott is, what, the third highest paid? Does Deshaun Watson make more than him, or is it just Mahomes? It's just Mahomes on a per-year basis. On a per-year basis. So, and how much does Ezekiel Elliott make? Yeah, so that's the thing. Is It's really <laughs> not the Dak contract that's bad. It's the Zeke. It's, it's like, that's the worst contract in sports. Worst contract in sports is bold. But, like, like do you think Dak, it's like, all right, win it this year then. I, I don't know. He's going to get more money in four years if he continues to go. What does Dak have to do in four years to make this contract worth it? Win a Super Bowl, go to a Super Bowl. That's the thing. It it really, you got to remove Tom Brady and the Patriots and just him in general from the league, like to understand that like you win one and that's really it. That's, that's actually funny. You say that because I texted you about this contract and I was like, what does this mean for Lamar? And you're like, I was yours like you guys are gonna give him a hundred million dollars a year, and you're like, I don't care. I like w- watching Lamar play. Like nobody wins Super Bowls. They don't. Like even Mahomes. Even- that's like that's is that what we're doing to justify bad contracts now? Who cares? They're fun to watch. My point is, I've. I mean, it's been my whole narrative is that once Lamar gets paid, he's not gonna win at all. Same thing with Watson. I still kind of feel that way about Patrick Mahomes. He got close. You say literally. You literally say that you have to be either an all-time great or a, a lightning-in-a-bottle rookie deal contract to win a Super Bowl. Right. That is so, absurd. What do you mean? Go look at the car facts. I mean, take away Tom Brady. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, name them. Mahomes, rookie contract. Uh, it's tough to remember Super Bowls that weren't Tom Brady. Nick Foles. Foles. And Foles was on, on Wentz's – no, but on Wentz's contract. Right. Joe – rookie contract russ wilson rookie contract aaron Rodgers, eli contract ben eli manning ben was young he was not one of the highest it was the second year it was second one too but even then he wasn't one of the highest paid eli manning he was not one of the highest paid it doesn't have to be rookie. It really, I don't know. I think you're. I think you're getting really lucky with this whole Tom Brady. What do you mean lucky? It's been 20 years since a top Tom Brady's an anomaly. But it's been. I'm saying remove Brady and his seven rings, and go look at the last. Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't remember Super Bowls back to 1990. 
No, no, no. But I'm saying in the Guys modern been winning era, Super Bowls for 20 years. What do you, Jack? It's such a small sample size. You have eight quarterbacks, and none of them were in the top five. Eight and, quarterbacks and? in 20 something years. What? Eight quarterbacks in 20 something years. Right. Okay. You want to hear what's crazier? You know, Tom Brady didn't win a Super Bowl for a decade. I do. You know what he was paid during that decade? No. Oh, was he? He was being paid. He he was always taking the pay cuts. No, that's what happened after the fact because they couldn't win it. I don't know. I think that's a bold strategy, but point being bold statement. Let's get back to Dak Prescott. You got to pay Dak Prescott. He finished with the second most fantasy points per game ever. Um, It was a limited amount of time, but he is a productive quarterback. If they got a good defense, they could be a perennial NFC championship, NFC divisional round team for four years. And I think that's all all you can ask. Why? Because of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, I get that. But you can't sit here and tell me. Right. That's all I got. <laughs> you can't sit here and tell me that Dak Prescott is a thrower of the football and as kind of a winner, like he's a top 10 quarterback. You want to pick him for MVP now or in a few months? I don't know if I'm picking him for it. Last year was the year, bro. <laughs> Dude, he literally was second ever behind Lamar when he won his MVP. It was such a good pick. Uh, and they would have won the division too. Maybe. I mean – Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, Dak Prescott. Never know. I don't think the contract, it is what it, it's getting to the point where it is what it is, right? Like you have, the next guy is going to get paid that amount. So Lamar's going to, is Lamar going to get more than Mahomes? Yeah. Oh my God. He's, he's not going to get uh, the same deal, which was like the city key and a share of the Royals. But he is Can I ask you a question about your, your Super Bowl quarterback theory? Yeah. Now, riddle me this. A quarterback on a rookie deal, but paying another team's quarterback. Mm. Where does that fall in line? Mm. That's tough. I've, I haven't encountered many of those situations. So you're saying there's a chance. Saying there, No, it really comes down to how much of your cap is allocate, allocated to the quarterback position. It's as simple as that. And in three years, in the midst of Mahomes' contract, like this was what you said from day one when they signed it, it might look like a good deal and it may not take up a lot of the cap. Like if you go look at the quarterbacks who are now top five, like it's not, it is Rogers, but it's not Russ. It's not like whatever breeze was. So um, yeah, you got to pay the guys and it is what it is. Like Lamar, hopefully we'll have a cap bump by there. Uh, <laughs> well, but, and if not, he's fun to watch, man. It's like Tobias Harris. He's fun to watch. Is he? Oh yeah. I love Tobias. Interesting. My bookie uh, bet of the week. We have the NCAA tournament coming up on uh, next week, but Sunday will be Selection Sunday. So we wanted to have a quick conversation about what tournament futures we are looking at. Um, I don't know how much you saw last night of the Gonzaga game. They're really good. Jaylen yeah, they sucks. punched their ticket. Congratulations. Yeah, they're in undefeated. Also, if you bet $100 on, on their money line for them to win and they went 26-0, you'd be up. 260 bucks so that's insane uh just shows how dominant they've been um but you've kind of got gonzaga one and then baylor lagging behind and then a lot of big 10 teams michigan ohio state and illinois are there any sleepers are there any i'll give you the five futures 
I'll give you the five futures to take on outrights to win it all. So not to make the final four. Michigan, Virginia, San Diego State, BYU, and Liberty. Why? Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Liberty, Liberty. Because 95% of the national champions in March Madness over the past 25 years have been greater than 37% from three, greater than 70% from the free throw line, holding opponents to less than 71 points a game, and having less than 14 turnovers a game. And those five teams fall into that category. Re-read and that them? is what you can do with Twitter.com. Reread them real quick? It was actually Michigan, started as a TikTok, but... Michigan, Virginia, San Diego State, BYU, Liberty. All right, I'm going to... We're going to trim that list. We're going to eliminate Liberty and BYU. Because I don't know. Okay. They're not good. Maybe, all right, maybe take a flyer on them to make the Final Four or the Elite Eight or something. No, I don't think so. I'm just it, following the numbers. No, 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 I get following the numbers, but that number means they're going to win it all. It doesn't necessarily imply that, like, whenever right. you have those, you You're go right. deep. Okay, so, so Michigan, Virginia, and San Diego State. Right. So so I think Virginia, I'm, I'm down to knock them off as well because – they're I'm probably good. going to take all five of this, these teams. <laughs> I think we're going to land it's on March, Michigan. Baby. It's March. Yeah, I Michigan, think. I mean, that's the safest pick. They're the number what team in the country, and they've got our boy. They've got Dickinson. our boy. What's his name? Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson. He's the Hunter man. Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, so I go to mybookie.ig backslash snapback sports. Should we, we're not going to officially take Michigan as our team, but we got to come up with a fam pick. Yeah. For the tornado route. But you also realize I said 95% over the last 25 years. That's yeah, pretty it's, good. It's that is a lock. That's pretty good. But, but those numbers can change. Here's, here's another run. idea. Maybe also throw 10 units on Gonzaga to win it all. <laughs> I think you can throw them in as your six team. Taylor's kind of my squad. I've said that. A big 12 rival? They're so good, dude. Football They're school. So- Texas is a football school. True. Mm, kind of a sleeper speaking of march madness let's rank let's rank some stuff we are ranking the best aspects factors things about march madness i shall begin number three the buzzer beaters simple i mean you think it'll be the same with less fans or no fans no it won't be the same but the buzzer beaters are they're Mm -hmm. as good as it gets like the yeah like the it feels like there's so many of them. And then you go watch the highlight videos from the year or from last year's or the years before. And it's just like, there were two, but man, those two hit like they are fun. So I'm going buzzer beaters. Who doesn't, who doesn't love a good buzzer beater. My number three is boxes like super bowl boxes that I do for them. I've done these boxes over the last, like probably four years with my brother. It's a hundred, it's $200 a box. So we each pay a hundred. I think a couple of years ago, actually, or last year, we each bought one, just split both. Point is, it's like Super Bowl. You know how you get a home team number and away team number. And if the score, the last number of the score lands on that, you win. So this is for March Madness. So say you get 7-4. You have that for every game of the tournament. And there's a payout every halftime and every full game score of every game of the tournament. And it's just like just going on your phone and scrolling and just clicking a random box score and seeing a first half that has your box. We've, we've had years where we won like eight or nine and we've had years where we didn't win a single one, the entire tournament. And like the payout gets increased each round you go on. 
Um, this is not gambling, by the way. Gambling is placing a bet through a sports book. This is just having fun with my brother. Um, so that's something we do every year. And I'll let you know what my numbers are. All right. We'll track that. Go ahead. Still mine. Number two, just abandoning responsibilities for four days. You know what I mean? Thursday. Oh, no. This year it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, right? So less reason to abandon responsibilities because the bulk of it's on the weekend. But like just watching. It's the same. It's Friday's the same. A, Friday's more of a weekend than true. Thursday. You feel me? True, true, true. Um, but yeah, just like not doing anything that entire time, having it up on your computer at work or in class, like just not doing what you're supposed to be doing because it's March Madness. Same wave, same wavelength. Number two for me was, you know, missing school and work days. I'll tell you because I've been doing a lot of planning for my bookie and what we have to do for them. The Monday, it seems the same, right? It's actually cool because you could kind of get a long weekend by getting that. But because it's half the games, half of them, they're, they're kind of pushed back later in the evening. So we miss the noon Thursday start. Right. That is so coveted, which is a bummer. But there's nothing that, worse than like when it starts to get to the Sweet 16, you're like, what? Why isn't there on basketball at 115 in the afternoon? Right. right. <laughs> like it just gets annoying. Like you get more and more depressed as the tournament goes on. Yeah. So school so and number work one days. Yeah. Number one, one shiny moment. I mean, Damn it. it's the best. I mean, like, I, we're on the same page. Like that is, I literally enjoy that video more than I enjoy the national championship game. Agreed. I watch the video and then I go to YouTube and I rewatch and then it leads to the rabbit yeah. hole of past one shiny moments. And then you somehow end up on Ravel seeing it and you come back to the one shiny moments that are good. And like, I've like, had moments where after March Madness, I was in the gym working out and I was listening to the song just because like, <laughs> The, you get you encompasses the buzzer beaters of the tournament everything you see kids crying you see fans crying you see people going crazy it's just the song's a banger and whoever puts together the video every year is money at what they do and it just yeah. is a feel-good story at the end of march madness yeah. so same page there we go um all right let us know you're ranked fam and also shout out to the wild aces who will be playing in the fcf playoffs this weekend on saturday let's get it first show so it's not publicly announced yet. Um, this is a public-facing podcast. By the time it's announced... So why which, don't you tell them right now, and we'll just add a beep at, right at the end of the episode. I mean, that's let's... How, that's how we'll head out. We could probably hint at, like, you know, some washed-up NFL guys that may be our opponents this weekend. Okay. Um, that That's all we'll say for now. Some party animals. Some party animals. Eagleson, my guy. Where have you been? Where have Just you breaking been? Breaking news left and right. Shut <laughs> up. Not much, I guess. Are we doing school first or puck? Uh, you tell me. Let's do school first. All right. All right. So yeah, I guess I had, I missed Monday's uh, pod because I had to stay up late doing some studying, and I do have the test results here. So Ooh. you sound hype. You sound hype. You sound like yeah, the studying. You you, the you studying paid off, and that's why. He's like, that's why I missed the episode. Or it didn't pay off and you suck. He sounds hype. Uh, if I had to guess, he's pretty hype. Can we, can we get some guesses between you two? Yeah, so 88. you're 88. His prediction was like an 83. And you have to remember, that's like an A minus in, in Canada. So, yeah, so I'm 88 is like 100. Yeah. I was going to be around an 88. Going into the 90s feels really aggressive with Eagleson and his yeah, past. That's, like, 
I'm going to say 86, which is probably like an A. So <laughs> it was a 95. Wow. I want to take this test. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Is it because you grinded or was it easy? Be honest. It was because I grinded. I know right. you guys aren't going to believe no, me. No, I believe but, you. No, like, we I'll won. take your word I, for I it. I went and asked all, all my other like buddies in the class, and they didn't do it. They were around like 80s and 70s. You so. hanging on the fridge? <laughs> no, it got, got the mark virtually. So Ah, dope. Digital grading, yes. as, the, as the kids are doing these days. Just like digital, I don't know, NFT gradings. <laughs> so clearly the Canadian education system is moving in the right direction when it comes to distributing its what do you say marks marks all right good mark you listen good shit proud of you buddy appreciate it but we do have to talk some hockey i'm thinking the way on the the last episode of what the puck what'd you say i was just about to say i think instead of like the buzzer and cutting him off we'll just cut the episode as okay. he's cool. as his minute is expired. so eagleson the so fam eagleson's don't gonna... like don't think that something happened like this is it this is it okay eagleson's taking you out this week and on last week's episode of what the puck he called mcjesus mcfraud god mcfraud stand um by. so all right eagleson take us out three two one all right so i want to take this what the puck to ask one question has the nhl gone soft Tom Wilson of Jack's Washington Capitals was suspended seven games for a little brush to the Bruins' Brennan Carlo. Alex Ovechkin had this to say about the suspension. Quote, I think it's kind of a joke because we were talking to the refs after the first period and he even said, I don't even think it was two minutes. It was a hard hit. Yeah, the player gets hurt and it sucks, but I think when you play hockey, you have to be ready for that and you know, and you have to know who's on the ice, end quote. And you know what? If it really was such an egregious, illegal hit, why didn't those 10-ply Bruins do anything about it? It's supposed to be the bad boy Bruins, I thought. Hell, even Chara skated right up to that little rat Marchand and face-washed him right in the game before, and nothing was done. Um, anyways, the hit in my pin, really not that bad. Carlo had the puck along the boards. Wilson just came in and hit him hard. Simple as that. So... I've got to agree with the greatest goal scorer of all time on this one. Regardless of all that, maybe we can get a poll up on Snapback Sports Instagram, see if everyone else thinks it was a seven-game 